Welcome to the Trust Your Gut Podcast. I'm your host, Demi Fair. Here we dive into the world of the mind-body connection, exploring the gut-brain axis, microbiome, and nervous system while harnessing the power of intuition and connection to spirit. If you struggle with chronic digestive and mental stress and are tired of trying just one more diet or supplement to address your symptoms, then this is the place for you. Join me as we learn from the world of science and medicine, but also from nature, our own inner knowing, and personal stories. Thank you for tuning in, and now it's time to trust your gut. All right, welcome back to the Trust Your Gut podcast. Today, I have a guest with me. She is a trauma-informed motherhood coach and an emotional wellness expert. Her name is Leisha Aerosmith, and we met through a business coaching program we both are a part of. I put out a post looking for folks who felt in alignment with what we talk about here on the podcast and uh, Alicia reached out and her the little bit of her story that she told me um, resonated so deeply that I am really excited to talk with her and hear a bit more about her own uh, experience through her health journey and what she's doing now so welcome to the show Alicia Hello. Thank Hi. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, fine. Of course, we we tried to do this a while ago <laughs> and had to reschedule twice, I think, maybe more. So here we are landing. <laughs> Yay. Finally, we're here. We're finally here. Yeah. And you are over in Australia, correct? Yes, I am. Yeah. And it's quite funny, really, because... Um, a lot of things have um, changed, I think, since we probably last spoke. Oh, um, yeah. In terms of, you know, my business journey and what I do and who I serve. So, um, yes, yeah. that's true. Yes, yeah. I've <laughs> seen that a little bit. Um, I'm sure you have a lot more to share about that. Do you want to just take a moment and share a bit with us here what it is that you do currently in your business? And maybe we'll get more in depth of how it evolved as we talk about your story, I imagine. But um, at this time, what is it that you're up to? Yeah, so I help women who feel um, overwhelmed by the unseen mental and emotional load of motherhood. Mm. So I help them regulate their nervous system and heal from the inside out so that they can feel, um, you know, less triggered by their loved ones, more energized and also deeply connected to themselves and their loved ones as well. Because mm. um, I feel like the motherhood journey is really a massive transition and there's not a lot of support out there for the mother. You know, right. we just see this journey as something that everybody does and it's normal and 
and you know women have been birthing babies for centuries and we just need to get on with it right but that's kind of the message that we that we that we get as mothers um but so much has changed I feel in our culture in our communities um that mothering isn't the same journey as mm. what it was 100 200 300 years ago um and also there is a lot of generational trauma that comes up through parenting and our mm. ch- children um really are our great greatest opportunity to change and heal and grow and I really help mothers use this motherhood journey as a catalyst for that transformation Mm. um so really seeing our children and our family unit as our healers and as our teachers not our obstacles or our inconveniences wow that is beautiful (laughs) that is so beautiful um that really hits me with a whole new perspective because i work a lot with generational intergenerational trauma Mm. and i have never thought about it that way of using this experience as such a beautiful catalyst for healing our own uh, intergenerational trauma and um, kind of preventing that, I suppose, from being passed along. Like, I I guess I've considered what has been passed along to me, but, and like kind of, oh, I'm doing my work now so that I don't pass it along to my children, but I haven't thought about like actually being a mother is a catalyst and a big part of that healing or being yeah. a parent. Wow. And um, when I think about relationships, like intimate romantic relationships and how potent those containers are for triggering us <laughs> and um, attachment wounds, there is um, kind of a new level now that I'm seeing of, oh, that might be um, another extremely potent container with being a a parent being a mother yeah so i feel like that's a really interesting point you brought up there about um feeling like we need to have you know our stuff healed you know maybe before we've become a mother or a parent and i think if we've come onto this journey and before we've become a mother um that we have this idea that we need to be at a certain level of healed before we can have children and I know this is a bit of a common message out Mm -hmm. there for people is that they feel like they need to heal before they have kids so they don't pass their stuff on to their children um and I really feel like this is the opposite is true in this circumstance because our children actually give us the opportunity to shift into that transformation and deepen into that transformation. And they really show us what it is that we need to heal. 
So going back to what I said before mm. is the idea of them actually using that relationship as the catalyst for the change and the growth and not feeling like you've got to be this perfect parent or this perfect person right. before you get into a relationship or before you um, become a mother or a parent. And I feel like it's a great idea and I definitely think, you know, it, the more we can heal before we have children, then great. But they are going to bring up a whole new layer and a whole new um, depth to what you thought you'd already <laughs> killed in your life. Um, but being aware and already on that journey sets you in good stead I guess mm -hmm, um right. so I do have people that come to me who want to heal before they have kids but it's a continuum it's not um something that we do and then we've done and then we leave right it's <laughs> never <laughs> over <laughs> yeah so yeah yeah you know yeah. our relationships can um if we allow them to really um help us in our healing journey mm, yes mm. wow beautiful work beautiful yeah. work so was this <coughs> something that was birthed from your own experience being a mother and things that began to come up for you like what kind of landed you in this field of work yeah so interestingly my um journey into this sort of supporting mothers actually came from um pregnancy trauma uh. <clears throat> yeah so I had more sort of body trauma in terms of um chronic health condition like chronic uh. pain mm -hmm. um and I also had gut health issues um, and also struggled with gestational diabetes as well, which mm. didn't, um, my insulin levels didn't sort of equal out after, after as they're sort of supposed to, quote unquote, um, as I moved out of the pregnancy. Um but yeah, pregnancy was really tough for me mm. um, and really tough on my body and skipping forward to the, the healing of that, I realised how I had really began to disconnect from my body because I was trying not to feel and I was trying right. not to feel the pain. And I had this story of deficiency of my body had let me down in some way because I was struggling so much with pregnancy because right. before that I was a yoga teacher. I was a nutritionist. I was fit. I was healthy. I'd already always had like really good body image Um and confidence mm. in my body and yeah I started on this pregnancy journey and I was sick for a very long time um 
everyone kept saying, you know, 12 weeks, you'll be fine. 14 weeks, you'll be fine. And you won't feel sick anymore and you won't be sick. And that didn't happen. And mm. then my, um, you have a hormone called relaxalin, which relaxes your ligaments to help you birth your baby. Um, and what that actually did is um, it relaxed my ligaments so much that my shin bone came out of my ankle bones. Um, yeah. And wow. I, yeah. And I struggled um, to walk and and stand. I was also a massage therapist um, Wow. as well. So I stopped doing that because I just didn't have the strength. I couldn't, I couldn't do it, you know, and I was also struggling with the yoga um, physically. And I, from these things happening, I started to create this story of, you know, my body's let me down. Um, And, excuse me, um, that I wasn't fast enough and I couldn't keep up with what was happening. Um, so after I had my second child, Rosie, so this happened on a smaller scale, I feel like with my first child, I didn't realize the impact that it was having Mm. on my life. And I was having a lot of discomfort, even in my relationship with my partner in terms of me not feeling supported by him um we have this sort of old school dynamic i guess of um the the woman does all the cooking and cleaning and all those things mm-hmm. and at the time i was doing all those things and i was feeling really resentful because mm-hmm. not only did i have this baby to look after but also I now had this chronic pain on top of it um, and feeling really unseen in that, um, which brought up a whole another level of trauma within itself. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's, I guess, a lot of sort of layers to that and a lot to unpack within that. And it wasn't wasn't really until I had my second child, Rosie, that things really started to unravel, and it became to a point where I wasn't happy with how my relationship was going. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't happy in my own skin, um, and I was constantly living in pain and not being able to do the things that I loved, like even just taking the dog for a walk along the beach. Mm. It was too painful. Wow. Um. So, yeah, I guess wow. that's kind of where my journey began was with this chronic pain um, and not really feeling like I was able to do the things that I did before I became a mother. Right. 
Yeah. So you had this background of being really involved in like health and wellness, being a yoga、mm. teacher and nutritionist and massage therapist. And before pregnancy, did you experience any chronic pain or any gut issues or anything like that? No, I didn't.、Okay. Um, it was all triggered by、okay. pregnancy. Wow. Apart from the gut、um, okay. health, I had had、um, gut health issues when I was younger.、Mm -hmm. um, I had issues with constipation. Okay.、Um, which I now realize was very. Entwined with my emotional well-being, and、mm. really holding on to a lot of things. Yeah. Um. And I feel like that really started to shift and change once I and at the time I didn't know about this stuff and I didn't have the terminology or know what was going on. Um, but now, from looking back on things, what really shifted my gut health really shifted was when I started to feel safe in the current relationship that I'm in now with my partner. Oh, wow! That is huge.、Um, yeah, that I just like if if some if. People listening had a bookmark that they could just bookmark right now, like bookmark that comment.、Mm. That's that is huge. So feeling safe in the relationship that you're in now with your partner was a big component. Was、mm. there anything else that you discovered? Yeah, I I struggled a lot、um, before we were living in Darwin、um, and. We was having.、Um, I found it really difficult to be there、um, for different reasons, but <clears throat> I'd spent a lot of time away from my family in England.、Mm -hmm. So I'm originally from the UK, and I'd been in Australia for about three years. So I hadn't seen my family for about three years at the time. And I started traveling、um, when I was eighteen,、okay. um, so I started my traveling quite young,、um, and I hadn't really had the chance to connect with my sister.、Mm -hmm. um, my mother died when I was seventeen, so、mm. I grew up as a young carer, and my mother died when I was seventeen, and I felt. Which is another story through the trauma that I've real that I've realized as I've come and done the work, is that I felt really abandoned、um, when my mum died by other family members.、Mm. Um, there wasn't the support there that I had hoped or wished for,、um, and you know I was seventeen, living in a, my own house on my own. Wow, and. and That was really hard, and all I wanted to do was travel. I was just like, that is just what I've always wanted to do. So, as soon as I turned eighteen, I moved to Spain. I lived in Spain for two years, and then when I was twenty-one, I came over to Australia. So I spent a lot of time away from 
family and the known. And I spent many years in a dissociated state, mm. <laughs> um, you know, using the drugs and the alcohol and yeah. the sex and I had depression Um so a lot of things I guess and my sister was getting married so we'd been in Australia for three, year, three years I was now with Stephen who's my partner now and um, my sister was getting married and she asked me to be a bridesmaid and she um, said come home so we decided to save some money and travel around Europe while we was in the UK. We oh, thought we'd spend a bit more yeah. time there. Um, and before that, I had a lot of um, shoulder pain. Okay. So I still had the digestive issues. I still had the shoulder pain. I had a lot of shoulder pain. And it was something that I just couldn't seem to shift. I was having the massage. I was having mm. um, the Cairo. Um, I was still doing the fitness at the time and I just could not seem to no matter what I did I couldn't seem to get rid of this shoulder pain and it went on for like a good year I would say and then we went back to England we went back to the UK um and yeah I think we were there for like three weeks and my shoulder pain had completely disappeared wow yeah so I'd lived with it for like a whole year in this constant suffering. Like one morning I couldn't even get off the toilet. I was in so much pain. Like I wow. woke up and I just could, it froze. It was like a frozen shoulder and it just would not release. Wow. And I went back home. We did the wedding thing and then we traveled around Europe. And then when we got back to my sister's, we was meant to come back to Australia. And I was like, I can't, I can't leave. Like mm. something is, I need to be here with my sister. Like yeah. I need to. And like, again, as I say again, like I wasn't on this healing journey, quote unquote, at the time, I didn't know anything about healing or what was going on. It's now that I reflect and look back that I'm like, wow, that was my body (laughs) just holding on so tightly (laughs) to wanting to feel loved and feel safe and Mm. repair these these wounds and belong um and yeah me I stayed at home with my sister and we reconnected and I helped her with her children because she had three kids at the time wow so her youngest was like two years old so I got to spend so much time with them because I just loved being with kids um and yeah, really got to repair that relationship because there had been a lot of resentment towards her, unknowingly to her, that I felt like she abandoned me when my mum died because she had her own family to look after. Mm. So... Yeah, I felt lost and alone in the world, you know, 
um really until I met Steve my partner and he just fully accepted and embraced me for who I was and all my stuff (laughs) and um, (laughs) he really started that healing journey for me absolutely yeah and then it sounds like you ended up feeling maybe a little abandoned and resentful towards him at one Mm. point so then that pattern came up again as it sounds like it was a deeper level of healing around that that wound Mm. to be healed by him because then you worked through it and you got to a place of safety as you said Mm. which was a key point into feeling a shift with some of these health issues is Mm. that correct yeah I do feel like I was so I feel like with the um gut health issues when I traveled back Mm. to sort of the first time that those gut health issues really sort of originated from it was from an unsafe relationship uh, where there was a lot of abuse with uh, a partner uh, you know a romantic partner yeah um so yeah I guess it was super interesting how it then represented itself even though there wasn't abuse yeah. in the relationship in terms of physical ab- ab- abuse there was still a lot of anger um, there for me around how I felt unsupported and unseen within the relationship once I was pregnant. Right. Mm, So it was like a re-triggering, I guess, of what had, had happened many years ago when I was younger in that unsafe relationship to now in this relationship where I did feel safe but I felt unsupported yeah yeah you know Mm. it sounds like it created a similar response in your body yeah from that body memory in the in the nervous system right it Mm. kind of wasn't an abusive situation but there was something that triggered um that wound to bring bring yeah again yeah and Um, for me what I've noticed is a lot of unresolved anger um and as I started to sort of move deeper into learning about the mind-body connection so I guess what happened for me is that I felt like, oh, I'm doing all these things, you know, I'm doing the yoga, I eat healthy, (laughs) I'm like this healthy person, but why have I got gestational diabetes? Mm -hmm. Why have I got gut health issues? Like, isn't that only, why am I finding it difficult to lose the baby weight? Mm -hmm. Isn't that for only for people that don't exercise and don't eat properly right you know Mm -hmm. so I had these stories of like what I was um doing wasn't for me in my through my eyes wasn't matching what 
the outside so what was what was going in in terms of like the food and the exercise and those things those those um external things yeah wasn't helping me get closer to health and you know that was one of my core values is health (laughs) I prided myself on being a healthy person all of my life my mum that was very generational my mum was a super healthy person as well um and she ended up with a brain lesion and got sick um Mm. and obviously died very young Mm. in her life so it's funny how all these sort of patterns play out and where I feel like I'm kind of going with this is that although I was doing all of what we're what we're told are the right things to be healthy I wasn't healthy within and Mm. that's where I really started to lean into the mind-body connection and I started to learn I went on a on a mind body connection program and I started to learn mm. how emotions manifest into physical symptoms yes. and a lot of that is you know depression anxiety chronic health conditions things that the medical system is not mm. equipped to deal with yeah because they're not the same as going outside and getting hit by a bus or breaking your leg. That is what our Western medical system is um, built to deal with and is very good at helping people who are in that situation where they've broken a bone or they've been in a car accident or those acute traumas. But these more long-term chronic health conditions, our our system isn't that kind of Western medicine isn't isn't um built to deal with with these conditions, and that's what I started to learn. And um yeah, as I got deeper into learning about the mind-body connection and I also learned about I don't know if you've heard about but German new medicine which um yes uh you have I don't know much about it but I've heard maybe it's from you actually yeah (laughs) I think maybe we talked about that when we first talked yeah okay okay that's why I know yeah yeah so like, I did a oh, course that sounds familiar I know I've heard yeah. of that okay yeah <laughs> so I did a course with um one of my mentors Jake Curry and he um talks about German new medicine and it's basically this guy Dr. Harmer he um ended up getting cancer and um he got testicle cancer mm-hmm. and what happened before that so he actually worked um, with cancer patients and he um his son got shot it was a really sort his of son got bizarre shot. his son got shot yeah oh. so it was a massive trauma and after his son got shot he developed testicle cancer mm-hmm. 
And he was working on the cancer ward at the time and he started doing, he started talking to the cancer patients and also doing brain scans on them as well. And what he found was a lot of the cancer patients had suffered what we call a DHS, which is a um, an emotional event, like a super... Um, emotional event that mm -hmm. the body is now responding to uh -huh. biologically um and he's got so much work on this and he did brain scans and then he started to look into other things like um you know digestive issues and um chronic health conditions and all these different things um, and that is how I started to heal my leg pain. So I had wow. the chronic leg pain from the pregnancy yeah. that I had for three years. And within the first, I did the program for the, for the six weeks. Um, and within the first few weeks, I healed my chronic leg pain and I didn't have chronic leg pain anymore and I could go for a walk and I've got like a video of me walking the dog along the what? beach and it was through doing all of this emotional um trauma work mm -hmm. um that it started to clear mm. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> and it sounds ridiculous. Oh, I mean. And I, I initially went on the program because I was like, oh, this would be helpful for my clients. You know, at the yeah. time I was helping women lose weight. So I was like, this will be helpful for my clients. Right, right. I didn't have anything to heal I was like you know I'm doing great in life <laughs> I'm all healed <laughs> yeah I was that is how dissociated I was right. from my pain right I mean it sounds yeah. like you like you said you needed to separate from your body because of the pain mm -hmm. and you also dissociated from like your mother's death and and the the abandonment mm -hmm. you felt from the family right like Sounds like that's your response in your nervous system is to kind of go like dissociate from the body. So I, that's yeah. amazing that I mean, that's it's an amazing tool of the body, yes. especially if you had pain, like the things going on in your legs sounds incredibly painful mm -hmm. um, and having challenge to walk. You know, it, it really came in to serve you there. But, um, yeah, that's interesting that you didn't re recognize that maybe there were things in it that, oh, like, I'm good right now. So you kind of entered it that way. And then, surprise, um, mm. it supported some of your chronic pain. Yeah. And what I'd also realized is that I'd had this story about Stephen, my partner, not supporting me and da 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 da. da. Mm. But he had no idea that I was in so much pain because I hadn't told him because I was so dissociated from right. it. I hadn't languaged it. Right. It was like I could feel it in my body, but I hadn't contributed it to anything else in my life it was like it standed alone on its own thing it wasn't like 
oh, and that's why I find it difficult to stand at the sink and do the washing up, or that's why I'd like some more support doing the cleaning because by the time I've done, you know, 10 minutes of cleaning, I'm exhausted or, right. you know, right. so it started to help me peel back those layers of like, ah, oh, okay, so I've been acting this way because of my chronic pain and then I've been just blaming it on to Stephen not helping me. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. man. Love love when we have those little (laughs) mirrors and moments of awareness. Oh, wait. It's out of control, isn't it? Oh, man. Wow. And we're so far away from ourselves. It's just, yeah, it's just mind-blowing. Like, you just can't see what you can't see. And I feel like if you're feeling really pulled to do something, like I saw this thing with Jake, and even though I didn't know at the time that it was there to help and heal me, I was mm. thinking it was there to, for me to help on a bigger scale in the world. I was pulled to it and I was like, I need to know more about this. Yeah. This just feels, and I just spent quite a lot of money on another program and I didn't have the money to pay for this, pro- this, this program with Jake. And I yeah. was like, this just feels like I need to... I need to know more about it and this just feels like it's just what I need to be doing and I just did it and I was just like my mind was just blown I was like this is ridiculous like if you're to see it on the outside like when maybe Jake's doing like a coaching session I know he does a coaching session live on Instagram and you'd think oh this can't be true like it's <laughs> gotta be it's gotta be BS <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know it's definitely um helped me on my journey but also helped me see that the body had does have the power to heal itself yeah, yeah. and the German new medicine idea is this idea that a lot of what we see in Western society and Western um, the medical system is that we've got a lot of stuff backwards. So, for example, with the SIBO and the H. pylori that I had as my gut health issues, the idea is that you've got too much fungus or you've got too much microbiome, um, not microbiome, you've got too much microbacteria, sorry, um, and that is the cause of what's happening where German new medicine kind of flips that on its head and is like, that needs to be there. That's part of the healing process. Right. So it's actually that being there is helping you heal. So then taking those antibiotics and getting rid of everything is actually stopping your body from being able to do what it needs to do naturally mm. what it's trying to achieve mm. um so it comes uh, from a different 
angle of you know the night sweats and the diarrhea and the nausea and the fungus it's there to support healing and it's actually your body trying to heal Mm. this conflict of whatever it is that you're unable to digest but in terms of that could be a life experience it could be a relationship breakup it could be a fight with a spouse it could be feeling annoyed that someone's not doing the cleaning it could be a multitude of things and the German new medicine lens kind of gives you that roadmap to where you could be looking Uh um to help you like what emotional um, event has actually triggered yes. the 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 um, adaptation in the body and I'm getting a bit sciencey and a bit sort of oh, um, that's coach w- talk very there, welcome but... here there's a lot of science <laughs> okay, talk yeah. here yeah yeah so it's um yeah that idea of the body is just adapting to the situation the circumstance and right. how we allow the space and the environment for healing to occur right instead of us going in all guns blazing of like giving us the herbal this and the herbal that right and calling it natural healing right right um yeah yeah and coming in and being like oh this is a this is a bad thing that needs to be eradicated and kind of the the energy and the mindset behind that versus looking at it as like what does this have to tell me mm. right like what does the SIBO or the H. pylori have to tell me which can be hard to think that way because it can cause like little symptoms you just listed out can be so detrimental to our day-to-day life mm. but you know a, a big part of what I talk about is that SIBO and H. pylori they're not a root cause like what happen to create the environment for those things to occur for those overgrowths to occur you know it's unlikely that there was just a natural overgrowth of h pylori or SIBO that just happened (laughs) (laughs) right like you're not typically born that way and sure there's some situations like I know nobody has come and said this to me, but maybe one day people be like, well, I had to take, I got a, you know, stomach bug infection or I had to take, sure, there's always going to be alternative things. But um, in general, something created that environment for Mm. these things to grow. And it typically comes back to some sort of traumatic experience. (laughs) (laughs) Or as we're talking about some emotional experience that wasn't able to be processed the way it needed to be Um, or chronic stress. So, yeah, I, I absolutely hear what you're saying and it has been more helpful for me personally to think of it as what is this trying to tell me and I like the way that you worded it from this concept from new German medicine around like it's just trying to it's just adapting 
to, mm. you know, whatever shifted in your body and it's trying to like support that. Right. And yeah. that might be through what it's giving you as a message or a sign or a symbol, or it might actually like the body is, is is such an adaptive, beautiful thing. The nervous system is an adaptive, beautiful thing. It they're they're trying to do the best for us, our body, our, our nervous system. It's really trying to support us. And so it is just going to adapt to whatever it thinks is best in helping us survive and mm. thrive. Um, so yeah, thanks for sharing that like way of looking at those things. Yeah. I, like I love the way sort of my, um, one of my mentors, Jake, he talks about, you know, that idea of you're not broken, you don't need to be fixed. Yeah. You know, it's like not viewing yourself as, and that is how I was viewing my body. Yeah. I was like, I don't feel well and I've got this chronic pain and my ligaments have stretched so much. It was like my body's broken. Yeah. My body's stupid. What is yeah. it doing? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but when I'm able to switch out of that and be like, my body is just adapting to the environment because my body's smart and it knows what it's trying to keep me safe right. from something then you, I feel like there's a lot more sort of love and kindness and compassion that comes into the inquiry of like, I'm not just trying to fix and get rid of um, what I perceive it is that yep. is wrong with me. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's just how like if we in relationship were to talk to our partner all the time like you're broken like why don't you do this for me why doesn't this work they're they're probably not going to treat us with a lot of love right like <laughs> after yeah. some time they're going to get distant and cold and like that that relationship will be really strained and maybe fall apart and i mean mm. it's the same thing the relationship with our body and we're so easy to jump and be like i know so many people feel that way when they have chronic symptoms and yeah. uh, chronic pain of like, I feel broken. Why doesn't my body work for me? And we can mm. kind of talk to our body that way. And so anytime we can move more into self-love and self-compassion, I really see it as like probably the most important tool for actually feeling better and like healing symptoms. Um, so yeah, and just knowing that your body, like, you're okay, you know, not sort of feeding into that narrative of, like, oh, my belly's bloated because I ate some chickpeas. I must never eat chickpeas ever again. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's like your body's just trying to digest. It's having a little bit of a hard time digesting it. Like, drink some water. There's not a problem. You're okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is how my body's showing up for me today in this moment. And to, tomorrow could be different. And, it, you know, it's that idea of that law of attraction. Like the more 
we focus on that is the more we create that, the more we yeah. cr- focus on my body is broken, the more we create my body is broken. Absolutely. So how can we shift our focus? And that's where it does, I guess, start to lean into more of these spiritual realms and things like that. But it's it it makes sense, you know, and people are like, oh, it's a bit woo-woo. But I think when you see it there in front of you and you experience it in your yeah. own body, you're just like, actually, it's not a miracle. Actually, I mean, life is a miracle. My body is a miracle. I am a miracle for even being here. But it's just doing what it's meant to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it makes sense, yeah. you know. Yeah, absolutely. Just not the way we've been taught. Oh no, we're definitely not not mm. taught this or it's really not a part of western society at all. Yeah. 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 So today do you um still experience chronic pain or any gut issues have those things kind of subsided? Like where are you at? Yeah, so sometimes I do. And sometimes yep. I don't yeah. and I'm okay with that. And I feel like I've just gotten to this space where it doesn't overtake my yeah. life. Yeah, I don't not go for a walk because I'm so fearful that I'm going to be in so much pain after yeah. that then I'm not going to be able to do the cleaning or I'm not going to be able to get the kids to bed or right. whatever ever it is, you know. Sometimes, like I went on a um, Wild Women's Festival a few months ago and that was four days of healing and dancing and wow just having a lovely time and I come home and my body was sore and I it was it hurt and I laid in bed and I was like I've done a lot I've I've done a lot in the last four days you know just giving myself that time and that space to pill and be like it's okay it's not a big deal you know it's like just having that acceptance there um and sometimes my gut stuff sort of um flares up especially in sort of more anxious times I guess yeah um, but I just see it as an opportunity for me to go, okay, what is it that I need to process? Like yeah. what is there that I'm avoiding or I'm not looking at or where have I let go of my um, nervous system practice or where I have, like what is, you know, it's having that inquiry and being like, what is it that my body's trying to tell me here instead of, you know, like, oh my God, this body gut health thing is never going to heal or it's never cured. Or da, 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 da. And then you're setting fine. yourself into more anxiety, <laughs> which gets your nervous system into fight or flight. And now your gut really is shutting off. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but we do it so oh. much, don't we? Um, yeah. That's so beautiful. That's so beautiful. Yeah. Um, I love it because this is like so much of what I like my philosophy behind healing and like the work Mm. that I do with clients really is like to me healing is that you don't necessarily eliminate all your symptoms although like 
amazing if you do or can like be free of them most of the time, you know. But you're probably going to have them come up time to time, as will triggers. But the mm. thing is that we're able to be resilient through them and go, okay, I know how to, to navigate this. It's not going to debilitate me or, or defeat me. And mm. I know how to like nurture myself through this and get through it. And I, and, and having that inquiry is key of going, okay, what is this telling me? What, you know, it might be that, you know, when you, when certain gut issues flare up, they're due to stress or anxiety. And then it might have us reflect on wow, I've been kind of living in this state of stress a lot lately and I could really use to like take a little more time to myself or a little more rest, right? It could be as simple as that. Um, and it, it's just a, it's, it's a little hello, little message. So um, that's so good to hear that that's where you're at and to hear you arrive there after what sounds like some some gut issues that started when you were younger um, and then seemed to really flare up again when you got pregnant mm. and then this chronic pain that developed when you got pregnant and coming from this background of health and wellness and being like, well, I just need to eat better, do the right things and <laughs> yeah. be a and perfect human, be a perfect human. <laughs> and then you actually were able to dip into past trauma and wounds and emotions that weren't released. I, as you mentioned, a lot of anger work and, and work through some um, what sounds a little bit like attachment wounds, like coming from like the family of origin and, and um, how that came up in your partnership and get to a place of safety through that, which is like what, what like, conscious partnerships are for and i say conscious just in the way of like not all the like stuff we see now on social media about like oh but like that we're not like we're able to use the container for our healing as the work you do with mothers so mm. kind of a beautiful um thread that you've woven throughout your life to get you to this place now and i love what you've shared with us about what actually helped you feel better and get to this place of beautiful like acceptance and love and listening of your body that yeah. is the ultimate <laughs> <laughs> and now you're supporting others do the same and yeah it's crazy crazy how my journey really did start with the body and I feel like the key component for me has been relationships you know it's allowed me doing this work has allowed me to feel my feelings <clears throat> um, and know what's going on for me emotionally which is not something I was taught growing up and yeah. not at all that I had in my belt under yeah. my belt and a lot of people don't have was really being able to recognize 
when I'm dissociating, being able to recognize when my nervous system is tipping into overwhelm so that I don't have to respond in those old ways of silent treatment or dissociating or not being able to show up and saying something sarcastic and being passive aggressive Mm. because I didn't know how to get my needs met. Right. And it's helped me become a better communicator and shift all of that because I now understand myself and what's happening for me on such more of a deeper level that I'm like, ah, that's why I responded. And this is why I work with triggers is because that really is the the window or the door for the change and the growth and the transformation is if we can see the triggers as the message and be like, okay, so that is what triggered me. What was the facts? What's my thoughts? What were my feelings? How did I respond? Then you can process that and say, this is how I want to show up differently next time, you know? So for me, even though it started as a body journey, it really has changed my relationships and how I show up in the world. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It that's um a part of what will happen uh, mm. with the body journey. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. I have one more question for you before we wrap wrap up. I feel like there's a lot to continue talking about. But, uh, <laughs> cognizant of time. But um and if you don't have an answer to this, that's totally fine. But I just feel compelled to ask you, do you have any insight into why during pregnancy a lot of these things came up, these physical symptoms? That's not something that I have explored in terms of why in pregnancy did these Mm. things come up. And... But a second part of that is it once I became a mother, obviously with what everything that happened with my mother, yeah, it gave me a lot of opportunity to heal a lot of mother wounds. Yeah. And I saw my relationship with my mother through a very different lens once I became a mother myself. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know if that was the reason, I guess, or the meaning of all these things happening so that I could get to that stage. Um, but, yeah, I I haven't explored that. So I might actually write that down. <laughs> <laughs> and then explore that a little bit deeper because it would be interesting to know. I mean, now that you've asked me the question, I guess I'm open to receiving the answer. Um, and this is another thing that I really like to do is just really lightly explore something and then allow things to drop in when they're ready instead of doing that really sort of pushing and like got to find the answers because I feel as well we are really sort of those um we love to make things mean 
Yes. Right? <laughs> we love meaning making. <laughs> yes. And it's kind of like one of my processes is letting go of that meaning making Beautiful. and just being like, it is, it just is. And yeah. that's the journey that I had to go on to get to where I am now. And yeah. that's okay. There may mm. not be a specific reason. It may have just been how your body responded to that insane thing that it went through of growing a human you well know? it's traumatic in itself yeah yeah going through pregnancy and some people cope with it really well and a lot of people don't yeah and <laughs> um, I don't for whatever know. reason and it, it it's very tough on the body um pregnancy yeah. you know and Maybe because I'm not a mother or about to be a mother, I haven't tapped into those worlds, but I don't hear about that side as much of like how hard it is being pregnant and going through pregnancy and even becoming a new mother, right? There's so much about how great it is and yeah, some morning sickness and, and whatnot, but um, just recognizing that it is a traumatic experience for the body even if it's a natural thing, like that's a lot for a body to go through. And yeah, yeah I, I wanted to ask that just because I found this linkage between um, having uh, your own mother die pretty young and that's mm. a really intense experience. It's a traumatic experience and I, and I was curious if um, maybe anything with that might have come up in becoming a mother, but I well you say in that I didn't grieve my mum's death until after I had my second child Rosie so from the age of 17 up until I was 32 I didn't I didn't cry um or yeah. grieve for my mother so I spent three weeks um in bed crying and and, and grieving wow. as part of my journey yeah wow Mm. <laughs> that is some yes, there's some um, there's some emotions uh <laughs> causing some whatever but needing yeah. to be processed that is wow mm. Be, yep thank you for sharing that that's okay yeah thank, thank you for, you for having sharing me. that yeah <laughs> thanks for coming on and just sharing so honestly and vulnerably about your experience it was really such a beautiful thing to receive and um i feel like there's so much more i could hear about your journey i'm sure you have mm. a lot more as a part of it but thanks for giving us this little snippet and i think it will be really helpful to a lot of people yeah good yeah. thank you yeah and um Leisha has her own podcast, so that will be down in the show notes um, mm. if you're interested in tuning in to that world that she is so beautifully navigating, and you bring a lot of um, guests onto your podcast, I believe. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I would really encourage you to go check it out, and anything else we'll have down in the show notes uh, for people to find you and find out more about what you do awesome okay well thank you so much no worries thank you for having me darling all right it's been until, a pleasure yes it has until <laughs> next time namaste namaste 
Before you go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoy this show, please subscribe, leave a rating or review, and share it. That helps it reach others who will benefit from this information. So much gratitude for you. Have a beautiful day. Bye.